This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art. I am thrilled right now because I have some very special guests here from our concert called Swept Away. And this, of course, is a chamber, the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh with Edward Leonard. I have in the studio with me Edward and Andrew Swenson and our beautiful um, guest artist Alyssa Wang, who has spent quite a bit of time here in Pittsburgh as she went to Carnegie Mellon University, studied violin with AC, as we like to call him, Andrews Cardness, and uh, they're here and stopping by because there are two really wonderful concerts that are going to be taking place this weekend, February 4th at 7.30 at Rodef Shalom, and February 5th, 3 o'clock at Calvary United Methodist. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Cold. It's <laughs> a little cold out there. It's it uh, it's slow and it's getting colder. It is. It's, 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 getting, it gets into your bones. It's that cold. <laughs> How nice that um, tomorrow it's going to be warming up, so everybody will be able to go out exactly. and enjoy concerts. Yes. So Edward, tell me a little bit about Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh. I know you like doing unusual works. So what's happening for this concert this uh, weekend? So we like to present <clears throat> we like to present works that you wouldn't otherwise really hear. So for example, in this concert we're right we're right in that middle ground between a larger orchestra and, and like real chamber music so for this concert we're doing a Haydn symphony in the 40s Haydn symphony 44 we're doing a Malcolm Arnold symphonietta and uh, uh, we're premiering uh, Alyssa Wang's violin concerto and uh, they're all pieces that I don't really think you'd get to hear live in Pittsburgh there's just not an ensemble that's that size to do it for you Oh, that's really great. And I love the fact that you're, uh, you've brought Alyssa Wang back. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. And you're back sort of in your hometown a little bit. You went to Carnegie Mellon University, and you accomplished so much there, including creating a um, scholarship campaign, the Heritage Scholarship Campaign, which ro- raised over $180,000 for students in need for future uh, studies at CMU. Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, I cannot take credit for that project. I, I helped, get, no, you r- helped, I helped but, run it, but, you know, the idea was my, my colleague Kristen Danchi, and she just did an amazing job. So I was just happy to <laughs> be a part of it. So you came to Carnegie Mellon University from where? From San Francisco. Oh, okay. So now you're sort of an East Coast kind of gal with uh, yeah. living here in Pittsburgh for a while and then now living in Boston. Now I'm in Boston, yeah. And I spent four years at Carnegie Mellon and they were four amazing years. Um, and then anytime I get to come back to Pittsburgh, I'm very happy to be here. So you're in San Francisco. How do you get introduced to the violin? I started violin when I was six. And there's no amazing story behind it. <laughs> um, I, I think at the time I knew of two instruments that existed, and I think it was violin and piano. Okay. And I wanted to play an instrument, and I just picked violin. <laughs> but then I, I never stopped, and mm-hmm. I think it's the never stopping that turned into kind of a, a passion, which turned into a, a path. And um, when I came to CMU, that's really where everything was solidified, and I was able to kind of say to myself, I actually really want to do this for my life. Well, you seem to be doing it, but not only that, you're a composer in addition to all of this. So how did that come into your life? Yeah, well, the composing thing is very recent, and it started, I I would say it started in the pandemic, actually, just because everything shut down and I couldn't 
I didn't have outlets for violin. Um, you know, nothing was really happening. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a very unique opportunity to write a little duet for violin and cello. And so I kind of took it. And that was the first go around. And then um, Edward called me in August of 2021. Yep. And um, basically said, we want to have you as a guest artist. What do you want to do? And you could do anything you want. And I sort of was like, I can do anything I want. <laughs> Are you sure well, about that? Within reason. <laughs> well, you, you didn't say that at the time. And, and, well, and, that was assumed. That was assumed. And the, the violin concerto, writing a violin concerto, to me, was, was not really within reason. That was like a totally out-of-the-box, crazy way, project way that place I to never, go. Yeah. ever thought mm -hmm. that I would do. And, and because, you know, Edward, because you gave me so much freedom to you know, experiment with this thing. I was like, wow, I can't say no to that. You know, I have to try something that I've never done before. So so um, the violin concerto is called Swept Away, the title means? Yeah, so um, one of the tragic things that happened to my family in the pandemic was that my father passed away. And um, he passed away from a very rare form of liver cancer. And that was really what defined 2020 for me, actually rather than the pandemic. And so I have been searching this whole time for a way to honor his memory and a way to use my skills as a musician to, um, you know, make him immortal, so to speak. And so uh, because of who he was and the largeness of his personality, I felt like a violin concerto was the perfect medium to represent his story. So Swept Away really has is, is has two meanings and one is alluding to his life being taken and another is to my old life being swept away um because when you if if you know uh what it feels like to lose somebody that's really important to you you know that you say when you say goodbye to them you also say goodbye to that version of yourself where they were in it and i was very aware once he passed that I was never going to be the same again, and that this old version of myself was never coming back. Um, so this concerto is really telling the narrative of that. It, it really goes into quite visceral, uh, takes you back viscerally to the moment of his passing, and goes on an emotional journey of what I experienced after he was gone, um, and how I went from a place of sort of, you know, darkness and tragedy to being able to go out into the world again um, and the the hope in that journey um, that, that kind of leads you there. So, With the hope in that journey, do you feel sometimes the presence of your father still? Yeah, every day. Okay. Every day. Mm -hmm. and, and I think um, the more time passes, the more I feel compelled to sort of have him live through me and my mm -hmm. actions mm -hmm. and um, you know, I want to be like him and I want to emulate him every day with what I do. Um, and so certainly, uh, although he was not musically inclined to himself, um, writing a violin concerto um, when you've never done something like that before is certainly something that he would do. <laughs> well, that so. sounds great. And we were speaking uh, just a moment before we went on the air about you can write to your strengths as a violinist. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about playing a piece that you wrote <laughs> is that in the writing process when I would encounter um, a passage that was difficult and it wasn't working for me I just changed it <laughs> wow 
It's that easy. <laughs> there you go. That's, so it's just that easy. Boom. Yeah, it's, it's maybe cheating a little bit, but um, no, no, it's not cheating. Th- that's not to say that you know there are passages that in practicing it, I I thought, wow, actually this is a little harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, you do Excellent. have to practice, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Andrew, tell us a little bit how about how we can get tickets and where the performances are. The performances, as you mentioned, are going to be two on tomorrow night's uh, performance. That's February 4th, Saturday, Rodef Shalom, 7.30 p.m. And then we have a second performance. We're delighted to be playing for the first time at Calvary United Methodist Church. Over on the north side with the beautiful Tiffany windows, it's a great experience, both visually and in terms of uh, the music that you'll hear. And that'll be 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Uh, Tickets are available at copgh.org. And we want people to come out for this. This This is a special opportunity because it's not often in the world of music you get to be at the moment when a new work of art enters the world. And Alyssa Wang's Swept Away is going to enter the world this weekend, and you have a chance to be there. Oh, I can't wait to hear this concert. Eddie, tell me a little bit about, um, this is from last year. Uh, introduce a little bit of the Beethoven that was part of your season oh, last sure. year. Uh, so this was one of those other uh, pandemic, get pushed back, pushed back, but we had been talking to Awadaj and Pratt, who's this amazing international yeah. artist. I mean, hello. And conductor, pianist and conductor, just fantastic musician and great guy, and he uh, he he wanted to do a little bit more conducting, so he came in and did a whole concert of Beethoven. Uh, so he conducted the uh, Coriolan Overture, he did the Eighth Symphony, and he also conducted from the keyboard the first piano concerto, and I think we're going to hear the third movement. That was about a year ago.
Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh with Awadajan Pratt and the third movement of Beethoven's Piano Concerto Number no. 1 from last season of the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh. This weekend, they are presenting Swept Away. Uh, the first concert is at Rodef Shalom Congregation, and the second concert is the fabulous Tiffany Window Shirts uh, uh, Church uh, on the north side, Calvary United Methodist. Uh, Andrew, you, we were talking about the fact that uh, some of the programming is uh, leaning in a certain direction, and how is that? Part of what's special about this concert is we are celebrating women composers more generally this season. And we hosted Joy Ike back in December, a wonderful singer-songwriter who meshes nicely with uh, a, a kind of classical music fusion that, that we did that in December. We've got Amy Williams coming up actually in our next concert. Uh, your listeners may be familiar with uh, Amy because she's a faculty member at Pitt mm-hmm. and also a celebrated woman composer. And then in this case, we're celebrating Alyssa Wang, uh, a woman composer and a contemporary composer and a contemporary talent. And that fits into this larger mission that we want to realize, which is bringing forward voices that we don't hear enough from. And of course, women composers, if you look at the programming of classical music, are still not yet to where they ought to be in terms of the representation on programs. Right. But it's coming back and slowly but surely. And Alyssa, you're a part of that. But also bringing back the idea of composer slash instrumentalist, composer slash violinist, or composer slash pianist. And here you are bringing back a grand tradition with your violin concerto. Yeah, I think the golden age of violin concertos was when the composer was a violinist themselves. Um, we think back to Paganini and Vidiovsky and Vienton and all of these um, sort of virtuoso superstars who created concertos that were really for the violin and really showcased um, the, the idiomatic pyrotechnics that a violin is capable of. And while those concertos are definitely difficult, they are built for the instrument. So there is something that actually feels good about when you play them, if that makes sense. So in writing my concerto, I couldn't help but write violinistic things because I want to feel comfortable <laughs> when I'm playing my music. <laughs> and um, I, I want to be able to, you know, use the little tricks that are up my sleeve that I know as a player. And um, so if anybody else, you know, gets to play this concerto one day, and I hope there will be other violinists, um, I hope that they feel, okay, it's like this was definitely written by a violinist. <laughs> well, uh, Edward, I think it's wonderful that you're giving Alyssa the opportunity to play her piece tomorrow and Sunday on the stage with the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh. Um, I'm just getting thrills and goosebumps <clears throat> thinking about you playing your music. Edward, it's going to be a thrill for you, too. Any last words? Um Come see us. Alyssa's terrific. I've known her for a long time. Amazing violinist, amazing person and composer. Just uh, And a conductor. I don't know if she mentioned that. She's also a conductor. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, a triple threat. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the whole thing. So, um, yeah, come see us. Haydn. I know you've heard of Haydn. You probably haven't seen 44 Live and 
Malcolm Arnold, a uh, terrific British composer. He wrote the music for Bridge Over the River Kwai. He was a trumpet player, fantastic composer. Um, just come and see us. It's a great concert. Absolutely. And you can get tickets by going to copgh.org slash concerts. But you can also go to our website, wqedfm.org. Check, check out the cultural calendar, and that will whisk you away over to a Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Toy, toy, toy. I'm really looking forward to these concerts on Saturday and Sunday. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, you, Anna. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art.